Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers. Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode. Good morning, fellow horror fans. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Good Morning, Nancy. That's morning with an O-U. Want to listen to a horror movie podcast from the female perspective? Then check out our show. Not only do we discuss our favorite horror films and why we love them, but we also point out any representation in the film. All while drinking a nice cup of coffee. We've got episodes on Beetlejuice, The Thing, Prom Night, Saw, Frankenstein, Jaws. There's something for everyone. So go to Good Morning, nancy.com and have a listen won't you remember that's morning with an o-u that's m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g good morning nancy.com we love you all to death have a great morning goodbye hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of copulators die first hi ashley hi nicholas um happy second week of halloween it is the 13th of halloween yeah, I was thinking about how I wish it wasn't a Sunday, but it is. So, you know. I know. I know. Um, we only get so many Friday the 13th in a year, so. Uh, we have one in December. That seems interesting. Um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of horror movies that are Christmas-themed. Yeah. Holiday-themed. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, uh isolate any uh, listener population. I don't know if there is any horror movies set at the holiday time that is not Christmassy. Christmassy, yeah. I mean, not, I, I, yeah, so we both, you know, were of the Christmas ilk, but I would, I would be intrigued by a like a, a Hanukkah horror movie. I, w- I would watch that. Yeah, for sure. Um, something different. Something different. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, this week is exciting because it's our first like official uh, listener voted movie that we're covering. Um, and so we put out a poll last week. We were like, it's Halloween. We're doing movies only set on Halloween. And so we've already done the Hocum Pocums. And um, we have, you know, some treasures lined up for the coming weeks. But we were like, we just, we want one that we don't have to think about ourselves. So you were asked to choose between Hell House LLC and Haunt um, from 2019. Uh, as in this year and I was surprised that Haunt actually won Uh, you know no offense to Haunt but I really thought people were going to want Hell House LLC more because there's three of them the third one just came out like literally this month they're like pretty legit I enjoy them very much so um but you guys chose Haunt, so here we are. I've never uh, seen either, so I was fine with whatever anybody pick. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a fan of the Hell House LLC series. So if 
you are intrigued by it, I would certainly encourage you to watch it. Um, I think all three of them are on Shudder and the third one, which is like Hell House, LLC, Lake of Fire or something like that. Um, I think it's a Shudder exclusive. Like they might've actually helped create the movie. So I'm pretty sure all three of them are on Shudder right now. Um, And Shudder, like no offense to Shudder because like hashtag, I wish they sponsored us and maybe you will in the future. Um, I've had Shudder for like probably three years now, um, unless they haven't been around for three years. And then I just had Shudder since the advent of Shudder as an Amazon channel. Um, but like, they've always had a good selection of movies, but like personally, I've typically gone through Shudder and already seen most of what they have. Mm -hmm. Um, but like in the last, in the last like six months, they've really upped their, game and they have a lot of good classic horror like even like going back to like 1930s 1940s stuff they have a lot of good foreign stuff um i think they have some giallo on there um definitely some italian horror um but then they're starting to do a lot more like original content and um i mean you know it's mostly very good because they are a horror-centric company, and they know what they're doing. So, um, like, what did they come out with pretty recently? Um, Creepshow. Creepshow series. Well, Creepshow, yes. And they have the the, the advent of the, the drive-in thing with what's-his-name. Oh, my God. There's probably, Show Bob? Yeah, there's probably horror people out there that want to shoot me now because, you know, whatever. But guess what? I'm living my life and you can live yours. You can go fuck yourself. Um, I haven't watched any of the Joe Bob Briggs, but he was just here. Like he was just in Cleveland like this week. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like taking the show on the road and um, oh, the, I'm thinking of the movie ruin me, um, which I don't know if it's a shutter exclusive or again, if it's a shutter produced content, but that's, that's a good one. It's like, um, final girl in the woods surviving stuff but then like there's twists and turns and it's like you know original enough uh yeah to be like yeah so um yeah um you are welcome for that lengthy um little uh advertisement shutter uh get at us for paid content please um so ashley uh, before we jump into this um, film, anything that you want to discuss in the form of a short game meeting? No, I'm I'm good. Okay, I think I'm good too. So let's just like enjoy this like Halloween candy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anywho, so what are your overall thoughts on haunts? Okay, so firstly, this is not movie that I would typically pick uh-huh. because it is in the uh, genre of like a Saw-type film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not something I normally go for. Yeah, these are the types of movies like Saw. Um, I mean, I draw the line at um, Hostel. Like, I... Yeah. I refuse to watch the Hostel movies because that's, like, torture porn for torture porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Hostel, um, Eli Roth 
was what the producer for this film. Oh, was he? I yeah, he's involved in this film, and we're we're not really being great with um, our facts this week. But to be honest with you, Diane, you can go fuck yourself because Do-do-do-do. I'm. Yeah, like I'm I'm traveling for work right now. You're dealing with, you know, housing situations that we've already discussed. Like we have shit going on and we are committed to giving you quality gay horror content. But beyond that, you can go fuck yourself. Give me a moment because like I'm pretty sure Eli Roth's name is on the poster for this movie. And I I thought I had heard that because mm-hmm. it's weird enough to be an Eli Roth film. Yeah, so it's from the writers of A Quiet Place, which is a very good movie. Okay. I haven't seen that. It's about a woman who is deaf, and she has an intruder in her house. Um, no, that's Hush. Oh, that's Hush. Oh, A Quiet Place. Jesus fucking Christ. A Quiet Place. Oh, Lord With John Jesus. Krasinski. And, and his lovely wife, Emily. What's her name? Blunt? Yes. Bloom? Um. And oh yeah, so from the writers of A Quiet Place, which apparently I got my movies mixed up, uh, but Hush is a very good movie. <laughs> you should see that. I liked Hush. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Eli Roth produced it. Mm-hmm. So yes, I I did have like Eli Roth in the back of my head throughout this movie, and I was like, yep, yep, that makes sense. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. But so anyway, getting back to your thoughts, what were your thoughts? Um. They were pretty much good thoughts. My only real complaint was that whoever the audio engineer was, like, the speaking audio was very hard to listen to. Oh. I... Like, it wasn't loud enough. hmm I don't think I had that problem, mainly because I was watching this on my laptop in my hotel room right now. Oh, Okay. Um, but I'm sure if I was home and like, uh, like, like my TV with my sound bar and stuff, I'd probably mm-hmm. would, I, I always have problems with movies that like, I'll have to like put the captions on and put the volume right. really high. Um, but like also was the dialogue in this movie really important? Not no, really. No, it, this wasn't really a dialogue film. No, it was more like a, here's a situation and you're going to watch it play out. Um, and, like, this is familiar, but guess what? There's going to be twists and turns because there has to be. Yeah. Something. Something's got, something needs to bring the people into the seats and want to watch it on the things and the streaming services. Um, yeah, no, I see. My, I, I do have one main complaint as well. And I don't want to jump the gun on anything, but I also feel like it's not overall something that's actually super important to the story. Um, And again, going back to like hashtag Eli Roth, um, he always likes to push the envelope, if you will, and be really, you know, um, on the edge of things. Um, and you know, sometimes he likes to take the piss out of situations and I get that, but, um, the main girl, Haley, who's like our quote final girl in this film, Mm -hmm. they dance around the fact that, you know, her, um, home situation wasn't fantastic. Oh, very blatantly. Yeah. And 
like at first, I, like in the beginning, I was like, okay, so this is this will be revisited at some point, and then it finally was revisited, and I just honestly didn't really appreciate the way that it was um, fleshed out in this movie. I I didn't like I, care for how his character was displayed either. Like he was just like this bumbling hobo of an idiot. Who? The uh, boyfriend guy. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, yeah, so it's, like, you're in an abusive relationship with an alcoholic, but then, like, he kind of inadvertently saves you at the end. Um, but, like, like they were, you know, like, when they were going, like, it, to me, this is probably just me and other um, individuals who have a history of mental health issues and or work in the mental health business. Um like they they basically use the fact that she came from an abusive household um as an excuse for her to be in a relationship with the alcoholic abuser. Um but then like nothing else about her character was really generated, created, fleshed out. Whatever you None of the say. characters were given any depth whatsoever. No, like they were very much like this is this one. Like she's the party girl, she's the hoe, she knows everybody, and that was the one girl which we'll get into. I think her name was Bailey, and I'm like, if you're naming these characters, you're gonna name the two main girls names that rhyme with each other, Haley mm-hmm. and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, They're be best friends. Yeah, and, and yeah. So so I just I didn't appreciate that. I I I don't feel like it was uh used in a way that was uh offensive enough to talk about it anymore but I do feel like they were teetering like on a line there where it could have become offensive to people Mm -hmm. um so just watch your step Eli Roth like you're never gonna hear this probably but if you do because we suddenly become very popular like just check yourself okay so there's that um i either than that i don't have any like super duper issues with this film i just feel like the first like 45 minutes i was like oh no this is bad Um, yeah (laughs) and then it became not so bad um but then it like also wasn't great so like how would i describe this movie like it's great it's good this movie is good but it's not great but like in a way that's like a generic compliment to a horror movie do you know what i mean yes so that's that's where this film kind of lands um i I will say i'm excited to talk about this movie because so much happens um and there's some things that make absolutely no sense and it also leaves a lot of questions for the viewer um and and I have two different lists here. I have my general notes because I was up early and I'm traveling for work, so I'm like in work mode, so I actually took notes. But then I have a second list that is basically just like um a bit by bit of the actual haunted house scenarios and what happens. Yes. So um I'm excited to jump into this. And uh, let's go for it, in the words of Celine Dion. Or shall we go for it? She goes, shall we go for it? 
put in her French Canadian <laughs> accent. Um, and then she beats her chest because she's Celine Dion. Yes. Okay. So it's so the the opening is so the other thing that I'm like meh about is the opening sequence, mainly because um with a lot of these like Saw-esque types of movies, and I'm trying to think of like other ones that are like Saw, but like there's not really any other like you're caught in a place um, and you're going to be tortured just because movies that are like at the caliber of the saws um, or like just the popularity of the saws. Um, Also, apparently they're making a new one. I don't. Why? I don't know, but I'll probably see it because I'm me and I've seen all the other ones. Oh, that's fair. I think I stopped after the fifth (laughs) one. I mean, like, do, do they make sense anymore? No. Did they make that one, sense? That one didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense after the first one, but I, I digress. Was, yeah, that was literally what I was going to say. But, you know, it's, uh, oh, my gosh, like, mind fuck. And, oh, my God, the people who wrote these movies are so smart. Nah, no, they're just, you know, they're being creative because they have to be. But they had a very long leash uh, because Saul was like, wow, what's going on? Like, oh, my gosh, torture porn. Um, anyway, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like blue washed lighting. Wow. Cool. Okay. Now I'm done. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's basically the Saw movies. <laughs> that's, that is basically the Saw movies. So, um, we get like little snippets of people setting up what are clearly like booby traps and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I don't like this opening is because I, like, I like, in this type of, like, oh, my God, we're suddenly caught in a very severe scenario. I like it when it just, like, you're dropped into it and you're, like, shit, fuck. And, like, this gave the audience a, um, like, a peek behind the curtain a little bit, like, a preparation type of, like, you have five minutes to prepare for the fact that shit's going to go down later. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. I just also didn't really super find it necessary. Like, I feel like they could have not done with the whole, like, watching hands tie string and stuff. Right. And especially, like, that right at the end, like, anytime anybody sets up, like, a trip wire, like, oh, you have to test it by flinging it. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they could have just started the film with, like, the the fade out and then the fade in they could have started it at that fade in where it's like, we are in Kentucky and it is Halloween night and we're on a generic suburban block. Like that could have been where it started. Right. Um, But yeah, so we're on a suburban block. Um, I think the actual like descriptor on the screen, like specifically says that it's like, it's like student student housing. housing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't specifically say anything about this being, like, um, Greek thing. But I'm, like, looking at this house, and I'm looking at, like, where they are, and I'm, like, this is not typical dorming. Like, this, like, they must be in sororities or something. Or it's, like, a super fancy, like, really expensive school. Um, But even Sarah Lawrence College in Westchester, which is, like, the, like, most expensive undergrad school in the nation don't put you up in houses like that like you have dorms no yeah um so i'm assuming it's sorority life and that kind of makes sense based on these characters and them being like you know generic 
cut out people. Um, kind of like like these are the cardboard cutout characters that you see in horror movies. But then like going back to um, uh, the Mothman prophecies, like uh, Richard Gere just like is accidentally that in real life. Like like somehow it, he was willed into like actual existence. Um, yeah, it's like that movie where Kim Cattrall is the mannequin. <laughs> oh yeah, it, or it's, yeah, or the um, what's the one with Tyra Banks where she's the doll? Oh, life size, like, life size. You know, like it's that. That's what Richard Gere is. But we really like all the hate on Richard Gere. It's just we're we're just we're just jigheading. Like, don't worry about it. Um, for the most part. But anyway, so so it's like oh, we're on the street and it's Halloween and there's pumpkins everywhere. So like it's Halloween, like. The pumpkins are there to be like, it's Halloween. Do you get it? And it's like, yes, we get it. Like yeah, so many fucking jack-o'-lanterns who made all of those. Like, like the, the housing department for this college did not hire like a pumpkin artist unless they did. Cause they're that fancy. But again, this is me questioning like, where the hell are they? Um, and like what college has like mansion housing for their students just as like general housing. Uh, they don't. So we get a short peek inside of the home and there is this girl sitting there like being a teenager on her phone and whatever. And then um, there's a shot of her face. And um, as I told you earlier in the week, Ashley, I thought it was China Ann McLean who... Um, was one of, like, the Disney Channel stars back when they had that, like, lineup of shows, including Ant Farm, which is what China Ann McLean was the star of. Okay. And she is also uh, the, the famed singer of Calling All the Monsters, a random Halloween song that Disney put out on, like, some random Disney album. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, kind of actually a bop and pretty legit, so it's on... Uh, the CDF Halloween mm. playlist. Um, just so everybody to, knows. Not to plug or anything, but if you have a yeah. Halloween party coming up, you should put our playlist in rotation. Like, honestly, just put it on shuffle and it would be a legit party mix, just saying. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I thought it was China Ann McLean when I first saw the trailer. Um, and then, like, even this morning, I'm like, oh my god, that's China Ann McLean. Uh, but the thing to know about China Ann McLean is she has two sisters that are it's like the three of them are very, very close in age. Um, and so this is not China. It is one of her siblings. It's Lauren Alyssa McLean. Um, wow. Yeah. So all three of these girls, by the way, they look very similar. Um, like kind of like freaky, like X-Men twins type of thing. Um, but also they all have three part names. So this is not China and McLean. This is Lauren Alyssa McLean. Um, I don't know if she's younger or older than China, but either way, they all look like exactly the same and it's kind of creepy. Um, so, but apparently, cause obviously I looked this up because I'm me, Lauren has like a career now that's like, she's kind of revving up specifically in horror films. Mm-hmm. So like you go girl, if that's what you want to do with your life. Um, congratulations for landing this role. Cause you're kind of one of the main characters. Um, so yeah, so China, China Emma McLean's sister is sitting there. Um, and that's probably how I'm going to refer to her for the rest of the movie, <laughs> uh, for the rest of the episode. Um, and then there's like this boom at the door. 
And um, she like, let me go out there and see what's going on. And she's like, oh my God, one of our 10,000 jack-o'-lanterns got thrown at our door and got, you know, destroyed. What's going on? Um, and so she's calling for her roommate, Haley, who's upstairs. And so here's where there's the first couple things that I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So um, shot of Haley's, oh my gosh. I know, he's very excited about Haley. Good, good, good. Um, so like shot of Haley's face, she has like a black eye. Um, so like abusive boyfriend, cool. Um, she's putting on foundation and she's on the phone at the same time, but then she's like also watching Night of the Living Dead on TV at the same time. Um, and she like starts to dab the foundation around her eye and they cut away and they cut back and like everything is already blended out and done. And I was like, oh, not the greatest editing in the world. But then also they have a her hand on the TV remote and she clearly hits the power button. Yeah. But then you get back to the, the shot to the TV and the volume is like going up like dit, 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 dit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like, noticed that too. And I was like, what? how did yeah. they let that in there? Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Like televisions have been around for a while like maybe you know. if your remote's broken <laughs> or it's or maybe your remote's haunted and it's like bitch no i'm turning the volume up i'm not turning myself off like i don't know but um that that did um irk me a little bit um and then there's like this shot that like clearly they're trying to establish the fact that her boyfriend is not a great human and She's fighting with him about how, you know, like, you hit me, like, and then he's like, what are you, like, I'm controlling because I'm abusive, girl. Um, And they do a shot of, like, the text chain back and forth, but it's just a smidge too short to be actually be able to read everything. And the text is way too small. You have to be like, let me pause this, read it. Yeah. Continue. Mm -hmm. But, like, basically, he's being abusive boy. Um, she is like trying to deal with what the hell's going on. So then because Bailey, China and McLean's sister downstairs didn't get a response from Haley upstairs with the abusive boyfriend, um, she knocks on her door and like jump scares her because she's, you know, in all of her thoughts. And um, she's like, is Sam your boyfriend? That did he like come and like throw one of our jack-o'-lanterns at the door, which is a very specific question. Cause you could have just asked, does Sam come here? But she did not. Um, and Haley's like, no, like what? I have no idea. And then Bailey's like, like they try to give Bailey like a, I'm a good girlfriend moment, but it's not because they, they, they weave too many things together because instead of just being like, why are you still with him? She says, why are you still with, that alcoholic asshole. And then she goes, you want to know how I know he's an alcoholic? <laughs> and then and then her answer is, because he's an alcoholic. Oh, um, glorious writing. Yeah. But then she says, don't think I didn't see your black eye. I saw it last night when I snuck into your room to take your ring from your jewelry stand. Now... Like, that's a lot of things at once. But also, 
you can't say that and then think you're being the good guy in the situation because then you technically borrowed without asking, which is stealing. Um, and that's no bueno either. But so like, there's like a really random, like almost kind of like um, intervention moment going on because then their other roommate who's dressed as like a nurse comes around the corner and it's like, you really got to not be with him no more. And um, you should come out with us for Halloween. And Haley's like, no, I don't have, I don't have uh, a costume. And the girl dressed up like a nurse is like, well, like it's Halloween. So that's okay. Cause everybody's weird, which is not really an answer to what she was saying, but fine. And then there's another random girl there that's dressed as a flapper girl, but like never really gets introduced. Um, but she's there. And at some point, Haley tells Bailey that she should be really careful with that ring because it's her mom's ring. And Bailey's like, girl, whatever. And then they're like, just make up your mind. And then they all leave the room. And then Shot goes back to Haley's phone. And Bailey had picked up her phone and typed in, it's over. But then like, never sent it because Haley intervened. Um, but then she's like sitting there and she has this one moment of like, I guess, clarity and she hits send. So she says it's over. And then the boyfriend like immediately texts back, like what the fuck? Da, 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 da. I'm a horrible person, blah, 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 blah. Um, but like, so, so in the course of probably five minutes, there was like a complete intervention and girl taking her life back from an abusive man scenario. And that's where I was like, no, that's not, no, this is not good treatment of these topics because it all happened too quickly. Mm -hmm. And also, is any of this necessary for like essentially like a torture porn slash slasher movie? Nah, okay. So those are my thoughts on the first, what, like 10 minutes of this film so far. Right. Um... So there's that. And then they're at this party. Haley decides to go out with her friends. So it's Haley and then China and McLean's sister, who's Bailey, and then Nurse Girl and Flapper Girl. And then um, they're at the party. They're sitting at this table and they're about to take shots of spider vodka or spider tequila. Yeah, look gross either way i don't know if that's real it's also like it it actually leads nothing to the story whatsoever no but like they're like ew gross but then bailey's like oh my god i'm the slut character there's boys i know them all so i'm gonna go say hi um and so she does that (laughs) and yeah exactly i know like it's very aggravating that bailey is the slut character because she deserves better than that but anyway um so Haley's sitting there feeling insecure about herself because she's hashtag that girl in this movie. And she sees this boy who is like dressed up like a baseball player, basically. So baseball player boy. And then there's his friend who's like dressed up like, uh, I don't know, someone in potato sack, basically. But he's like, 
the chunky dude that thinks he has to be obnoxious and funny because he's chunky. So there's, he's that character. So now we have all of our like chess pieces on the board, you know, like this is a horror movie. We're good to go. So Haley thinks that baseball player boy has summoned her over. So instead of just getting up, she gets up in the most awkward way possible, climbs under the table, crawls across the floor, gets up and then goes over to him and says, hi. And then because that's not awkward enough, he goes, hi, can I help you? Like you could have just said hi, but you had to put in the, I help you. And she's like, well, you like called me over. And he's like, no, I didn't. I was ordering another drink. So like salt in the wound. This is really awkward. Let me just, you know, sink into the wall and pretend I'm not here. But then, of course, because they're teenagers and they have hormones and they're in a horror movie, they start flirt talking. Um, and, like, flirt talking happens in this movie for, like, maybe two minutes. And we're supposed to get full human relationships out of that. But, again, not enough to go with, really. Um, so they're talking a little bit. And then there's, like, an explosion noise. And I'm pretty sure there's CGI confetti. I thought so. Because, yeah, so it never lands on them. And if it was real confetti, assumingly, it would have floated to the floor in an even, like, you know, snowfall, if you will. Um, But the confetti pops and then floats only behind the characters. Which I thought was an interesting choice. There's a few CGI moments in this movie that didn't need to be CGI. This being one of them. Um, it probably would have been cheaper had they just bought confetti. Yeah, like, did they just not want to clean up the confetti? Like, I'm confused. Um, so CGI confetti happens. And uh, douche bro baseball player is, like, describing his costume to Haley. And he's like, yeah, I grabbed my lucky bat and I'm just here now. Like, I didn't even remember it was Halloween, but like it is. So, haha. And Haley's like, that's cool. Um, I don't really have a costume, but she's wearing a red hoodie. So he's like, yeah, you do. And he pulls her hood up and he's like, your little red riding hood, LOL. And she's like, oh, my God. You're so smart because I'm a girl in a stereotypical horror movie and I'm not allowed to have intelligence or thoughts of my own until like the second or third act of this film. So that's what happens. And then she um, gets a text message from her boyfriend who's the abusive boyfriend being like basically I know where you at um and she's like oh my god that's frightening so then cut to like cut to like there's no not like there's there's no transition here now she's outside in an alley by herself and the whole beginning of this movie is she is a broken woman with an abusive boyfriend And basically we should be concerned for her safety. But now she has put herself in a situation where she's in a dark alley by herself. Um, When 
like there's a party you were at with lots of people. Like you didn't have to leave because of this text message. Um, especially because you decided to break up with your boyfriend already. So like he should not be any matter on your mind, but okay. So then man in robe and devil mask is like, yo, what's up by this gate. And instead of, so she thinks it's her boyfriend, right? And this safe, was safe assumption. Yeah. And, and so this also irked me about this movie and maybe it was intentional. And if it was intentional, this is actually a smart move. Um, instead of just saying his name out loud, like Sam, she texts her boyfriend, Sam, question mark. But they're literally like no more than 10 to 15 feet away from each other. So if she were to have used her voice, he would have heard her. And if her goal was to make him go away, screaming any words from her mouth would have been more effective than texting him his own name. Um, so I felt like that just basically was a very good illustration of the breakdown of our current society because we all rely on technology too much and the upcoming generation really needs to understand that some of us didn't grow up with the technology where we had a computer in our hand from the day we were born. That's all I'm saying. Um, I still wouldn't I still wouldn't text somebody no. 10 feet away from them if I thought they were being creepy. Yeah, like it was just it was odd. It, it was an odd situation. Um so I'm sitting in my hotel room and I'm just like, you know, you find a point to stare at for a while. Um I'm pretty sure there's a garment of clothing behind my desk. <gasps> Is it yours? No, it's not. So I'm debating if I should touch it or not Ooh, maybe it's haunted touch it <laughs> i'm gonna do some investigation this is real time people this was not planned <laughs> give me a moment Moving is it the chair. curtain is it the curtain no it's not because the curtains are on the opposite wall i can't tell if it's a garment of clothing or a napkin from somebody oh it's not a napkin oh it's scandal what are what is this <laughs> What is it? Oh my god, I think it's panties. <gasps> no. Ashley, it is panties. Are you for real? Ew, and Ashley, they're all cum stained. Ew, I'm not even joking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> and they're like made of like a mesh material. Uh, oh my god. And I can't tell if they're men or women's but i'm gonna put them on the floor next to me and okay. i will take i will take pictures when we're done recording and those will be posted when this episode goes up <laughs> I, oh this is like this is like my hotel nightmare slash dream situation because um i saw a dateline special many years ago and like i have like hotel phobia I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances? Did you let somebody in your room last night? <laughs> no, no, I did. I wasn't. I swear I wasn't a slut. I swear. <laughs> Ew. And they're like tiny. Like, like if they are, if they are men's, like this, this that person. That is a small man. They're like probably like a twink. 
my god. But like if if they're women's and they're women's, but like where the the cum stains are or like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway. That just happened. That just added to the flavor of this episode ten times. Exponentially. Anything... Exponentially. Like you can't you can't wish for that type of content. Oh my god, I am shocked, appalled, and amused all at once. Yes, I am as the kids say, shooketh. Um, oh, wow! Shook, I'm, shook me to my core. I'm like, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also maybe I should go wash my hands. Um, you know what? I think I'll be fine. I don't think I'm gonna die. <laughs> I mean, you didn't go like uh, paw first for the crotch, so no, I like used a fingertip and pulled it out from behind <laughs> the desk. I used um, the pair of tongs that I also found behind the desk. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I just, wow, how exciting. What exciting things have happened. Oh, my goodness. This is why I don't leave my house, because it's, <laughs> it's too exciting outside. <laughs> well, sometimes that's not good exciting, but sometimes, like in this situation, very good exciting, because we just uncovered somebody's unmentionables. Um, Okie dokie. So where? <laughs> where? I don't where know they, anymore. I think we were talking about the downfall of society because of technology, because children don't know how to talk to each other anymore in real life, because Haley should have just screamed her boyfriend's name if she thought it was him in the alleyway. So that's where we are. Okay, get your game face back on, Nicholas. I, oh, um, I was going to say, I can't. I have none. Well... I'm just sitting here next to these panties now. Okay, so. Uh, That's our new CDF mascot. <laughs> hey Um, Need to think of a good name for them. But they're like legit mesh. So like, I'm pretty sure it was like a homosexual, you know? Like this was like, mm-hmm. they went out trolling for daddies and they found one. Um, maybe Maybe a doctor daddy, who knows? I mean, it's Philadelphia. There's a lot of hospitals around. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of um, universities. Like it could have been like a professor daddy. Either way, if you were to ask me, a twink got some action in this room. That's all I'm saying. Um, but <laughs> wasn't with me. Screw. <laughs> what's wrong with my life? Aren't I desirable? Jk. <laughs> Jk. I'm married. Um, Quite desirable. Desired enough to be married. Yep. Uh, And to have gained like 100 pounds of happily married weight. That's me. It happens. It happens. I'm trying to get it off now. We were just talking before. uh, I was talking before with a friend about how I just started taking a fiber supplement. Um, And that's like, you know, that and eating more than just carbs and cheese. That's one pound at a time. We're just going to see what happens. And then hopefully I'll like my body better. But this has gone completely off the rails now because I found the panties. Okay. I I understand. (sighs) Sometimes the panties are the problem. So let's just take a moment of silence for these panties. (laughs) R.I.P. In the arms of an angel. Far away from here. Definitely at this point. Um, I I hope you didn't see horrible things. I hope it was only... Mutual fun. Um, And that is that. So Haley texts this boy. You shouldn't have done that because you're just a horrible teenager person. Um, 
So then Baseball Boy comes out from this back alley entryway slash exit from this party place that they were in with CGI confetti. And he's like, hey, are you okay? And then she's basically like doing like white girl, I'm tormented face. Like, no, everything is my life is wrong because I'm tormented. And this is where I'm like kind of like over Haley already because to up up to this point, we don't really know what's gone on in your life, but like you need to calm down. But then also like even after we find out what happened in her life, like you still need to calm down. Um, but you know, I'm a white girl and I have problems when, um, and he doesn't really try to like save her in any way. Like he's not being a knight in shining armor or anything. It's more just like, I'm here now and I'm the male character in this scene. Um, let's talk about generic things. And then he's like, we was going to go to a haunted house. You want to come with us? And she's like, I don't know. Um, my house was haunted when I grew up or something like that. And it's like, what? What a weird interjectory thing. And then, like, we come to find out later that when she's talking about the house being haunted, she's not even talking about with spirit. She's talking basically about how her father was abusive to her mother and beat her. And so, like, how is your house haunted with, like, bad memories, um, with the extra negative energy from your father hitting your mother? Um that's in the context of this movie, you're using the word wrong or you're being super overdramatic because you're a privileged white girl. One of the two. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Anyway, so they get in the car. So now they're in the car and the chunky boy who needs to be funny because he's overcompensating for his chunkiness. Number one, he's super cute, but he's super obnoxious. So like, Figure out your life in a couple of years. You'll have plenty of prospects. Been there, done that. Um, but he drives for a riding share service. And he's, like, talking about how he's going to be charging them for being in his car because he's paying for school and stuff. It's like, no, that's not how this works. These are your friends in your car. And never did you come to a mutually agreed upon contract that this was a paid-for ride. So, like, go screw yourself. Um so they're driving the four girls, meaning Haley Bailey, nurse girl and flapper girl are in the back all on their cell phones. And this again is just like aggravating me to no end because it's like you're out with your friends, talk to them and put your cell phones down. And I know if Arthur is listening to this, he will call bullshit on me because I do this sometimes. But like if you're going to look at your phone, look at it for a second and then put it away. Talk to your friends. You can't have a conversation with people when there's a, another barrier between you. And now this is becoming like, I don't know, like a social skills podcast. So I'll stop. Um, so they're in the car. They're looking for this haunted house. And then Haley's like, guys, this pickup truck is following us. Like, there's someone following us. We need to, like, can you pull off the road, chunky fat boy? Chunky fat boy. Chunky white boy. Um, 
And he's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then out of nowhere, there's not the car there, but there's just a haunted house sign that pops into life. And like, how did that happen? Right. Because fast forward, we could potentially say that this pickup truck was pushing them towards this haunted house, but that's not the case because we know that that specific pickup truck is owned by and operated by Haley's stalker, abusive boyfriend, dude. So that's just a lot of coincidences. Um, But like, let's not question it because it's a horror movie. Right. So they're all like, fuck yeah, let's go to this haunted house. Um, And they're like, they're pulling in and nurse girl, because of course she's on her phone is like, guys, there's only one review on Yelp. Um, And I just wanted to be like, go fuck yourself, Melanie. Melanie is not her name, but like, she's a Melanie. Like she's a Linda. She's a Melanie. She's a Barbara. She's a Brenda. Like number one, who even uses Yelp anymore? Also, it's like a fucking pop-up haunted house. Who says there's going to be a review at all? Right. And like, it's, it's Halloween night. There's a lot of pop-up haunted houses, but like, this is like already like the sign came out of nowhere. Don't go do this. Like, Go somewhere that there's actually people, you know? Um, But we wouldn't have this movie if they actually made informed decisions. So they get out of the car. They see this other group going in. And it's, like, generic girls in, like, princess costumes and things. And then they're like, cool, um, let's do this. And so they go up to the guy in a clown mask who is sitting there. And like, apparently you would assume is the person that uh, gives you entry and he's not talking, he's not moving. Um, And so Bailey's like, dude, what's going on? And then the clown guy lifts up both hands, like pick a, pick a hand, like there's something in one of the hands or whatever. And then they do a close up on his hands and he is wearing black, medical latex gloves and that should not be a part of a clown costume no it it's gonna be so sweaty in there like yeah and even beyond that like why like what purpose do you have in wearing medical grade latex gloves and like we we were going to find out uh, soon enough but like i would have seen that and been like nah i don't fucks with that like there's already been like 10 red flag indicators for me as a 31 year old homo. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if for some reason I had gotten there because like, Oh, it's Halloween. Like you have to push some fears aside, like whatever, like my survival instinct would have finally been like, no, this is like, you can't ignore this one. And even if my husband and or friends with us would have been like, you're crazy. I would have been like, I probably would have made like a fuss, like hissy fit. Like we have to leave. Um, much like the story that I talked about um, at some point in the history of this podcast, where I talked about how I wanted to go back to my semi friend's house on Halloween night to eat candy after they said that the uh, Jersey devil was in the woods behind the house that we were at mm-hmm. um, a hissy fit, much like that, just so that I got my way. So we got out of there, but because they're all stupid teenagers. They didn't question this at all. And then, like, somebody screams from inside the haunted house, like, blood-curdling scream. 
And like you are at a haunted house. So I can understand how that doesn't necessarily make you turn away. But then like Slapper Girl is like, shit, yeah. Like now I want to go in more. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, like that wouldn't have made me go away. But like I wouldn't have been like, fuck yeah. I'd have been like, I'm scared. Yeah, um, it wouldn't have enticed me to enter, just saying. But, you know, this movie would not be anything without them actually entering the haunted house. So, um, clown dude never really talks. Or does he? Does he tell them to put the cell phones in the box and it's a lockbox? And he gives the key to the lockbox to Bailey. And um, they all have to sign waivers. And, like, the, the point that they had to sign waivers would have also given me pause. Because what is going on in this haunted house that you really need a waiver. And I can understand if like any haunted house is like, you need to sign this waiver just to cover our own butts in case something happens. But there were specific things in this waiver that was like, mm, no, questionable. Um, I don't recall the list of things on this waiver document. But again, there was a couple that were like red flags, but this is a scary movie. So things are going to pursue forward anyway. Um so that's what happens and clown boy with the medical gloves lets them into the haunted house. Now this is where I started making a list of every room in the haunted house. Cause I thought let's do this. It could be interesting. So um, let's look at my notes here. Yeah. So, so we're on page three of my general notes. And the first thing on top of that, as I've already said is liability waiver equals no fuck off. Um, and then, uh, so they enter the haunted house. They're going through like the first room, which is like pretty generic. Like there's metal fences, fog machines, ambient lights, purple and blue tones, all the things, lots of plastic skeletons. And then like funny chunky boy is like, this isn't even scary. (laughs) I have a ride share job. Um, and then there's like a skeleton that pops out like on a spring loaded thing. And he's like, fuck, I wasn't scared because I'm a man and I can't show emotions. <laughs> um, That's the trope of this whole movie. Yeah, but like also Chunky Boy, no offense to you. None of these girls were going to sleep with you anyway. So like just if you want to scream, scream, you know, um, but he didn't. And then whichever girl was wearing cat ears, I think it was Bailey, because Bailey's supposed to be, like, the slutty but, like, bad girl, like, oh, I'm not scared. Yeah, she was a cat, so I think it was her. She took off her cat ears, put them on the skeleton, like, ooh, I'm doing graffiti. Oh, um, but no, you're not, bitch. You're just a teenager, and you think you're cool. So they go through that room. So now, now they enter the first room that actually matters. Um, it's basically another room full of lots of gates, but there's like this gate that they can't get across and there's lots of fog and there's a witch at a cauldron was as to what we are to think it would to be. But then she drags in a body bag, um, or, or he, I don't know. I don't want to gender the witch because we never actually really see who's behind the witch mask in great clarity. Um, but I think it's a woman. So open the body bag and it's a girl in a princess costume. 
And I think just now in retrospect, I'm realizing it was probably one of the girls from the group that went in before them. Um, but then we come to find out that uh, the, the, the cauldron did not just have like a chunk of dry ice in there. They were warming up a poker, um, a branding stick of sorts. And then the girl comes to and is like, no, no, like, they're going to kill me. Help me. Ah. And like, I get that up until this point, you're probably like, oh, this is like an intense haunted house. This is weird. Um, But then like the lights cut off as soon as like the branding stick gets close to this girl's face. And then we don't know what happens to her. Um, which, like, on one end makes me think, like, oh, this is definitely an act. Like, it's all theatrical and shit. Right. However, if they were actually in that haunted house, like, this was all happening and shit, you then would have actually smelled the disgusting smell of burning flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that could have also just been something ambient they put in because they make, like, haunted house, like, smell diffusers um but you know it's it's odd like that's not the first thing I would think of as a scene when I walk into a haunted house so they're like hmm that's weird but where do we go now and then the door opens and I forget which mask is it the mummy mask or something this guy is wearing but he's like I think so go in this direction and they're like okay we'll go in this direction um and pause the one really super cool thing about this movie is the masks. They're, like, really super cool and good. Um, and, like, I want them. Like, I would put them on my wall as art. And I don't think these are, like, the actual, uh, like, old school costume masks like the mummy yeah they're they're definitely not ben cooper masks yeah like they're definitely that that's i was like i don't know the name of that brand but you do obviously because you're you and that's cool that's why that's why we're soulmates um (laughs) so yeah they're definitely not ben cooper masks but they're like very much an homage to ben cooper masks um but specifically i really love the ghost one like i would want that um and so, and even the witch one, like I would want the ghost and the witch. Those are cool. Yeah. Ones. The witch one is definitely a Ben Cooper inspired mask. Definitely 100%. So, and, and, and I was like watching this and I was a little pissed off because we have in the past discussed writing a horror movie and the bad guy, like wearing a Ben Cooper mask as an homage to like old school, like spooky dookie Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, they took our idea, but, like, not really, but, like, kind of. Anyway, more to come on that in, hopefully, the near future. But life happens, so we'll see. Ha, 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 ha. Um, also, if somebody wants to, like, fund us making a horror movie, yes, please. Because we're both creative as fuck queers, and we want to do that. And make a horror movie specifically about the queers, because we need that in the world. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Um... Speaking of that specifically, something I have not told you yet, Ashley, is there is a horror movie coming out called Death Drop Gorgeous. Okay. And it's a slasher movie um, about drag queens at a drag bar, I believe. But 
I reached out to a whole bunch of people on Instagram because I just do that from time to time to like amp up interest in our podcast. And Mm -hmm. they, they legit responded. And, um, one of the people on the creative team legit is wonderful. And I hope he's listening because we had a lovely conversation about drag Queens and horror. Um, but he and a few other people on the creative team who made the movie definitely want to do an episode with us. Um, so we can discuss said queer horror movie and talk about the need for more, but also drag queen horror movie that like checks off all the boxes for us. That's this podcast in a nutshell. Yeah. So, so that will happen in the near future, not in October because any spooky bitch is you know like basically booked and blessed in the month of october so we will figure that out though more to come on that i'm surprised i can't believe i didn't tell you that yet but anyway exciting things um it's very exciting my brain's all over the place right now so so yeah so masks are cool homage ben cooper don't steal our idea blah 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 so they're you know, gestured to be going to the next room and they do such thing. And then it's like, oh, uh oh, there's there's a choice to make. There's a maze and there's like the safe way and the not safe way. But like, spoiler alert, both of them aren't safe ways. Oh, no. Um, and so Bailey and Baseball Boy and flat no not flapper girl nurse girl go in one direction and then Haley, chunky funny boy and flapper girl go in the other direction and then there's like a couple of different rooms here so um in one direction is like this hallway that smells like oil but like there's bags on the ceiling that look like they're filled with blood and organs which might actually be what they're filled with because these people have been killing people that come to the haunted house. Um, spoiler alert. Ha ha ha. But also we have a spoiler alert at the beginning of our episodes. So go fuck Also, if you, if you don't know that by now, then can't help you. Yeah. Also it's October. So like get over it and watch the movie and then watch another one and maybe make some Jiffy pop because that shit's delicious. Truly. Yeah. Uh, hashtag not spawns, but Jiffy pop. Come on. Hi. Um, our, our mascot is an ice cream cone. So get with it. Drew Barrymore, et cetera, et cetera. Scream, Wes Craven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got it. Um, so yeah. And so that's gross. And then the other hallway is like spider webs and fake spiders, but then also there's real spiders and flapper girls like, Oh my God, I hate spiders. Um, And, like, the other thing about this that aggravates me a little bit is, like, from this moment on, the whole time, Haley, who is basically our, like, main final girl character, is like, guys, I don't know. This seems dangerous. I'm concerned about the situation. Maybe we should, like, remove ourselves. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, she's being smart. But no one is listening to her at all. Like, she will say something and there will be no response. And then somebody else will say something else related to what she just said, as if nobody heard her say it. And I'm like, is the twist of this movie that she's dead the whole time? 
<laughs> is the twist of this movie is that they're millennials and nobody knows how to listen? So yeah, that that is the twist. That is the crux of the situation. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, which means that like people can call us millennials if they want, but like because of the way we grew up and where we grew up, like we basically lived in old timey colonial days. <laughs> I still had dial up. Yeah, like we like 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 I don't think my family had high speed internet like until a few years before I went to college, and it was twenty two thousand and two thousand and six. So like. Like, that's just what we're dealing with. And it wasn't necessarily because we couldn't afford it or because you didn't want it or, or things like that. Like, that could have been factors, but it was also because the telephone companies were slow in upgrading anything in our town, like the telephone lines, the telephone towers, all that stuff. So, so like, this is just aggravating to me. Like, people should know how to communicate with each other. Um, so like um the other thing is we had to wait till after 9 p.m to use our free minutes yes we did yeah you had to like you had to like you had to save up in your head everything you were going to talk about and then you had like a few hours to do it not because like it was nine to a certain hour because it was nine and then if it was a school night you had to go to bed because we had like school in springfield new jersey started at like seven like it like you had to be up at like five in the morning to get ready for school to get all your shit together um that was some bullshit um Um, also the other thing (laughs) there was no unlimited texting there was no unlimited texting we didn't even have full keyboards yet we had qwerty keyboards uh i could probably still um get down with a t9 I don't think I could. Wait, is QWERTY keyboards the ones that they have now, or was that? Yeah, that's okay. now. But oh, also, like, grandpa, um, like Sidekick had a QWERTY <laughs> keyboard. I had a Sidekick, mm-hmm. um, for all the people I wasn't texting. Uh, what else? I had a Sidekick in college. That was a fun phone. What else had a QWERTY keyboard? Mm, I mean, a, not a too much. No, that Verizon one. That was, like, the first one to, like, flip open. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So, most phones still had T9 to, you know. You you were a real bad bitch if you had that LG chocolate. Oh, that's what, yeah. Or remember, mm-hmm. like, remember, like, this obviously didn't have a QWERTY keyboard. It was still T9. But there was the Razer, which was, like, obviously. Oh, hell yeah. My sister had a pink one. Dre yes. had a pink one. I had a razor at one point, but then there was also the pebble. I had a razor scooter. I had a razor scooter too. I, 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 I rode the shit out of that thing. I love I f- that. I found one at the thrift store recently, and I was like, "Wife, please let me buy this." And she's like, "No, you'll break all your bones in your body." And it's like, <laughs> "No, I still got it." <laughs> like, I mean, you, honestly, like you don't that, lose it. Yeah, that like I feel like a razor scooter is pretty like low on the threshold of I'm gonna break my body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like roller skates, man. No, and it's not even like a bike. Like, you're basically walking. (laughs) It's basically like glide walking. Yeah, um, but yeah, so, so, trope down memory lane once again, I suppose. But so... So, yeah, we're like clamoring through this haunted house after there's the hot poker thing there's yeah. the like guess the organs thing right so yeah so so millennials aren't communicating properly and it's aggravating 
and as you just said there so so there's the one room um with the guess the organ and then the other group is like um basically like how do we get through because there's coffins in the wall um i know it reminded me of a scene that they stole right out from the first episode of it yeah even the choose your like not safe and safe like very yep. much reminded me of the newer it because it's yep like, that's what i'm saying yeah all the all those things so um so yeah so it was like funhouse mirrors to what's the organ and then it was like um coffins to crawly maze for the other people so so the the people in the what's the organ like the, the the nurse girl's like let me put my arm in this hole and like whenever there's something like that that scares the crap ola out of me from a where am i putting my limb into situation yeah she was armpit deep in it too all of them were armpit deep and i'm like girl what if you were just like to, like what if right now like a legit like blade came down from the ceiling super sharp like legit like um what's the fucking thing in france that they're called uh, oh guillotine a guillotine yeah i don't I, apparently i'm losing words as i grow older so it's okay like, it's i think it's because you still got your mind on those panties i mean they're sitting right here they're staring at me, so. <laughs> um so yeah so so that's always my concern though like if like if i can't see where my limb is going i'm kind of concerned about doing it um huh i could make like a fisting joke here but i won't i mean the fisting joke is implied in that um glory hole full of grapes and spaghetti but also cgi Mm -hmm. razor blades oh my god and then so not even cgi razor blades but also cgi blood that's what i'm saying like i was like how do you not know that that would happen immediately? Like, by the time you pulled it out, one, yeah, two, waiting the razor leave. blades, when we get to it, not that it matters now, but, like, the razor blades were on the table. Uh-huh. So there would have had to have been, like, somebody holding her hand, which she would have said. I mean, she did say that she felt like somebody had gotten her. Like, ah, like, some, but, like, so then, like, how did that happen? Like, because you have three cuts and I, whatever it, i was i was aggravated by the cgi blood i was i was not a fan of it so as we're going through this i'm beginning to realize that i'm aggravated more and more by this movie doesn't that always happen though sometimes <laughs> by, sometimes by the, sometimes it do um so yeah so so that so now bailey's like oh my god i am cut but i'm reacting to nothing on my arm right now because they're going to put the blood in in post yeah um, post blood yeah, so so they're like, and and basketball, a baseball boy, not basketball boy. Um, he's like, I think his oh name my is God. Nathan, but I could be wrong. It's like I think it's Nate or Nathan. It's something with the N. Um, yeah, and I think the other one's Ethan or Evan, Chunky mm-hmm. boy. I think it's Evan, but like whatever, they have Who names. Who cares? What does it matter? <laughs> they're cardboard people. So, um, the only reason I remember Haley and Bailey's names is because they rhyme. Um, which is really unfortunate super unfortunate so 
they are like, oh, let, let me tend to your wounds. And it's like, bitch, you ain't got no wounds. You got a it's couple It's not cuts. that serious. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to the other group. And um, I would lose my fucking mind if I was out with these assholes. I'd be like, that's it. I'm just going home. Like, y'all yeah. can keep my phone in the lockbox. I'm turning around. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Or like, come on, like push through this fucking haunted house. And like, there's many factors as to why that's not something that they can do per se. But if this were a real haunted house, there's a lot of like physicality involved in that. And that's probably where the waiver would have come in. But that was not on the waiver, you know? So right. anyway, so there's this like weird coffin puzzle where they have to figure out how to get through the wall because there's a wall there and uh much like a legend of zelda puzzle they realize they have to be in a certain place and then close a certain door for the other door to open um but when so, one door opens another one when one door opens another one closes <laughs> <laughs> can't have a draft you can't you can't have it both ways um so uh chunky fat boy goes through and then Haley goes through, and then Flapper Girl, who's scared of spiders, goes into the coffin, but then the the, the, the back of it doesn't open right away, and then there's, like, a little hatch at the top, um, and, like, you could have called it from a mile away, because she said she doesn't like spiders, that there was going to be spiders. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. But then, like, she has a hissy fit, smacks the wall, the wall opens, she's in the next room with Haley and Chunky Fat Boy, and, like, Chunky Boy has found a party city receipt on the floor, and he's like, it's okay, they're not real, I found a receipt for fake spiders and spider webs, but here's the thing, you're trying to say that in this movie a plot point of one of the characters finding on the floor a receipt for Halloween-themed items that they bought at Party City is a reason for us to what they're trying to do is have us question this person's sanity. Like, were they Mm. real or were they not? And it was so poorly done that it was like... Like, you know how on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6 when Laganja Estranja is having her complete meltdown and she's feeling really attacked right now. Yeah, and she's go hide under the work the work uh, table. Yeah. Right. So but so so there's one point in Untucked where Laganja tells Adore that she is upset because she said something earlier that upset her. And when 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 Adore says, What did I say? She basically has to backtrack and say I don't remember, but you definitely had said something at one point in time that offended me because it was offensive. And it was like, girl, you're making this up. And and Adore says very specifically and profoundly, don't play that with me. That's very transparent. And to me, this whole um, finding the receipt on the floor for these very specific items is a super transparent move that this movie has made. So... It's probably not supposed to be a major plot point, but, like, you can't put things like this in a movie that is being viewed by amateur professional horror movie viewers like us and not think you're going to get questioned for it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Don't come for me if you don't have a literal fucking receipt. Yes. And and he never really showed it either. So, like, I call bullshit. 
don't come for me unless I ask for you. And I am not asking. Um, so yeah, so that happens. Um, and so flapper girl is like, ugh, gross. And there's like a CGI spider in her hair for one second. And then the next time we see her, it's gone. Um, so I don't know if that was just supposed to be like a spooky moment that happens, but like, why did, again, you spend the money to put a CGI spider in somebody's hair if it was going to amount to nothing. It was so, at least $30 of CGI money. Yeah. So like questionable CGI all around is what this movie is giving us. Um, so. <laughs> serving. So, mm-hmm, serving questionable CGI realness. <laughs> um, so now they have to crawl through this tunnel situation. Um, Which is weird as fuck. Yeah, and, like, looking back at it now, knowing what happens, they had to construct this whole thing. Like, that's a lot of manpower. Just, if you're going to kill people, go kill people. And probably for them, the thrill of the hunt was, like, the whole thing and all that jazz. Um, So much work put into that. Like, unless somebody out of that group was a legit carpenter, like, they had to figure the fuck out of how to make this contraption. You need to hire, like, an engineer. I mean, they might have like that, you know, there's trap doors, there's pressure plates, like, ugh. so, so they're crawling through chunky fat boy goes first, then Haley, and then flapper girl that doesn't like spiders. So chunky boy gets through Haley gets through again. Haley is saying something like she's trying to be supportive of flapper girl, trying to be supportive of chunky boy. Like it's okay. We'll all be fine. Nobody's responding to her. Like, is anybody actually hearing the words that she's saying? I think I she's know. a ghost. She is a ghost. Um, they just forgot to tell us that at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so There's no spoiler warning because it was never resolved. Yeah. Honestly, d- yeah. I, we'll, we'll get to the end of this movie because that was another thing. I was like, what the fuck? Um, so Flapper Girl never comes out of the tunnel. And... You know, they're waiting there, like, five, ten minutes. They're like, where does bitch at? So they're calling for her. She does have a name. I don't remember what it is because she's flapper girl to me. Um, but she never comes out. So Is it Molly? It might be Molly. And In fact, I think it is Molly because I think at one point I was like, they would name her Molly because these children are probably on Molly. Oh, um, probably. And that's how they ended up with this weird abandoned warehouse, haunted house yeah. thing. I mean, I, I'll give it this. I used to work at a haunted house in college that was at a family's greenhouse um, where during the larger portion of the year, they were a producer of house plants and corn for the greater Northeast Pennsylvania area. Sure. But, but for, the, for the month of October... Um, they would create this haunted house in their really creepy, dilapidated greenhouse. Um, And people came, you know, like people want to get scared and the creepier, the better, but at least there was people outside, you know, like there was nothing there with the situation, which is just anyway. So um, tidbits of information. Yeah. So Molly gets, left behind in the yeah. tunnels mm-hmm. um and then they come to this weird like hallway and the red devil dude follows them up the stairs they go down the slide yes and then they end up in the chainsaw cemetery yep 
that's that's what I have. I I wrote it in my notes as Chainsaw Cemetery. Yep. Um, and then that dude gets real close to him, and then he pushes him, and then he's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. And that's kind of where it, it kind of, like, kicks off and gets even weirder. Yeah, cause he's, and he says something like, get out of my safe zone. Yeah, get out of my safety zone. Um, and I thought that was funny. Uh, but also, like, true. Because unless it's a haunted house where they're allowed to touch you, they should not be that close to you. Nope, there is definitely a safety zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this. I don't know if in your experience, I feel like the safety zone, for the most part, is always respected. Except when you're on a haunted hayride. Okay? If there is, like, people in the field that come and climb up onto the thing that you're on, they always get up in your fucking grill. I haven't been um, on a haunted hayride in a hundred years. Years. Oh, so we haven't done it in a couple of years just because like Arthur's in school and stuff, but um we typically go to there's a couple of different ones in like East Bumblefuck, New Jersey, like out in somebody's farmland. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like four separate haunted attractions with different themes, and then there's also a haunted hayride. Um and the haunted hayrides like the people they always get right up on you there's usually a chainsaw guy but obviously without any blade but he like gets up in your face with the chainsaw like they all have masks on and they like breathe on you and it's like stop this immediately and not because i'm scared but because i'm uncomfortable like you have gross breath get away from me you're also in my safety zone yeah get out of my fucking safety zone with your garlic breath brenda um Okay, so yeah, they're in the chainsaw graveyard, and then they're like, oh my god, uh, scary. So Haley and Chunky dude find this door, they go inside, and then they stumble upon their friends. So now the maze is over, and I would agree with you, like, this is where shit gets real slash weirder. Um, so first things first, Miss Bailey is, like, slumped over in the corner with the two other people, like coddling her as if she's fucking dying right mm-hmm. like from blood loss and she even looks like oh i'm so injured like i'm like no you got cut like you will survive um and that narrative goes on for like a couple minutes until finally this like stage thing behind them bursts into life and again it's them with a full metal fence separating them from what's going on behind them and it's the uh witch person again but now when they drag it drag in the body bag their friend flapper girl slash molly if that's her name is the one in the bag um and she never comes to like she has been knocked out um and the witch takes out the poker poker again but this time the poker doesn't have like a bent end that they're going to like brand her with. It's just a super heated pointy end of an actual fireplace poker. Um, and then there's more bad CGI blood when we're supposed to believe that the witch person thrusts the poker all the way through this girl's skull, therefore killing her on contact. Um <laughs> Upon contact is killed. Yes. So now obviously. And so actually 
I'm not going to say obviously they're freaking out because I feel like they don't appropriately freak out right away. I feel like they don't fully acknowledge the situation until like 20 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was weird because it's just like, wait, like where are the stakes in this movie? Like you should be like, holy shit, our friend just died. We have a friend here that's also, uh, you know, injured, injured, mortally, mortally wounded. Um, but they're not. They're just like, oh no, we're trapped in this room. What happened to Flapper Girl Molly? Uh, we don't know. And it's just like, you can't be this confused anymore and the movie move on from here. But um, that is what happens. So now, um, you know, no one's addressing what's actually happening. Like, maybe they're trapped here. Maybe this place is run by people who are of questionable mental capacity and or sanity. Um, and then basically baseball boy is like, we got to figure out what's going on. The door opens finally. And like devil man is there again. And is like, come hither. Um, but finally people listen to Haley and she's like, no, we can't all go at once. Like we have an injured friend. We need to like, we need to leave. Like we need to abandon this mission and she's like I saw an emergency exit um let's go to there um but first baseball boy is like I'm gonna go and try to find some help like you stay here um also chunky white boy chunky fat boy is like I can pick any lock because that's a random skill I have out of nowhere so nurse girl takes off her nursing hat and gives him the bobby pins but then he breaks them in the lock so oops they can't get out the door they're like oh i thought you said you could fix anything and he's like yeah lockers like what the fuck what grade are you in he's like yeah not a double not a not a double way lock just like locker locks and shit um okay fuck boy but like isn't any door lock a double way lock because you can put the key in either direction, so... I don't know. I'm not a locksmith. <sighs> Neither am I. So Baseball Boy goes Wolverine with the one key in his knuckle. And I was just like, oh, this is a little bit uncomfortable because he's doing what every woman does when they walk down the street by themselves. Um, hashtag feminism, hashtag me too. But also, like, probably not what the intent of that was, but it ended up being that to me because I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Um so he's walking through this pipe room and there's a lot of smoke and mist and whatever. Um, also questionable if the smoke is actually CGI or not. Um, Cause it might be. <clears throat> but basically he comes across this hallway where it's like what we assume are mannequins with sheets over them. So they all look like ghosts. And then there's one giant blast of steam from the grate right under him. And instead of Marilyn Monroeing where his pants like balloon up or something, he gets scared and drops the key into the grate. So now they don't even have the key to the fucking lockbox anymore to get their phones out. Um, And so he starts walking down the hallway and nothing's happening. And then there's a boom noise behind him. He turns around, one of the mannequins fell over. So now 
he's just like staring straight for a while, like, I don't know, contemplating his life or whatever. And behind him, we see that one of the mannequins was actually a real person. Um, and it's the guy dressed up like a ghost, but also with the cool ghost mask on. That's the one that we want. Um, and he's like, hey, come back here. And then he doesn't for a second, but then he does. And he's like, what can I help you? And he's like, we have a friend who's injured. Can you help us? And he's like, you said you have somebody injured. Whoa, that's not cool, bro. Um, come show me. So they go back to the full group and everyone's like, who the fuck this man in this ghost mask is? And they never actually ask him to take off his mask at first. Um, But if I'm like having a conversation where like there might be a medical emergency, although there's not actually one because Bailey is not dying, but she thinks she is. Um, like I would want to talk to them and not to a, you know, face mask that they're wearing. Um, so basically Haley's like, give me your keys. And he does. And I guess maybe he doesn't care because he's already like, y'all is fucked. Um, but they don't know that yet. Um, so... Ghost Boy is there, and while Baseball Boy was getting Ghost Boy, um, Chunky White Kid and Nurse Girl were, like, trying to get the poker from behind the fence thing, so they have a weapon. Um, And I was concerned that, like, somebody was going to come along and, like, literally just, like, chop off the girl's arm or something, but that's Mm -hmm. not what happens. Uh, somebody steps on her hand. So now she has an owie. Um, I believe it was Ghost Woman that stepped on her hand. But so she's like, oh my God, I'm crippled, even though I probably don't even have any broken finger bones, but whatever. So they have the poker, they have the keys. They're like, cool, let's get the fuck out of here now. And now it's like Scooby Gang plus one. Um because they have this random masked guy with them. So they're like running back through the haunted house backwards. They go up the slide through the, the chainsaw cemetery. They get back to the room where there's the exit, which is now the entrance to the trap door tunnel situation. And they stop there because there is a door there that says emergency exit. And when they open it, um, there's just a brick wall. So now they're like, holy fuck, what is going on? Um, And Ghost Boy is like not saying anything really, which is a little bit unnerving. Um, But now they're finally like realizing like we're stuck here and maybe we should be actually concerned for our lives. Um, And so they're like having a semi-verbal altercation with Ghost Boy um, and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Da, 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 da. And at some point, somebody asks Ghost Boy his name, and his name is Mitch. <laughs> and I just, the way that um, Chunky White Boy asks this question, I thought was funny. He goes, what's your last name, Mitch? <laughs> I, just, I thought it was funny. Um, but he never gives them a last name. Um, it probably doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't, but you know, so, so now they basically, the plan is 
They're all going to go backwards through the haunted house because that's the easiest thing to do in order to find their cell phones and leave. Instead of just being like, look, you work here, Mitch, ghost boy. Just take us through the inner workings of the haunted house because that's all haunted houses of inner workings. That Oh, duh. So, like, instead of that, we'll just totally go backwards through this thing while our psyches are already semi-bent because we're concerned about what's going on. And one of our friends might have died in front of us, but we're not sure. Um, so, yeah, let's totally do that. It sounds like a plan. But then, on top of that, they're like, okay, we're all going to go through this trapdoor maze thing backwards. Um, so... Chunky White Boy go first, and then Ghost Boy go, and then Baseball Boy go, and then the girls after. I am confused as to why <laughs> they even inserted Ghost Boy into the equation. Um, not because of what happens next, but because they don't know him. Yeah, I wouldn't be willing to work with a dude that also works <sighs> for I Am Trapped. Right, so so Ghost Boy fucks them over. Chunky Boy gets through, but then Ghost Boy goes, and then he pulls, a, you know, plywood over and starts hammering it into the exit. So now they're trapped. Um, and Baseball Boy, Nate or Nathan or whatever, finds that out too late. And so he's, like, scrambling around trying to find anywhere to go. Um, but then one of the girls goes in and because now there's too much body weight, the pressure board activates and baseball boy falls through the trap door, which now we see um, onto concrete. So like, yeah, rightfully so he was knocked out. So no bueno. Um, and then somehow Bailey gets also kidnapped, but we never actually really see that happen. It just, happens somehow yeah it just happens and then like after uh chunky boy gets his face fucked up with the claw hammer oh yeah and like at least at least he died first you know yeah yeah he Um, was already dead but yeah but ghost boy decided to finish him off so um we don't know what happens to that guy but he finds uh bailey's phone Haley's phone not bailey's phone Haley, yes. And like text Sam. And so Sam whips his little hillbilly ass around and he's like trying to find his girlfriend, probably so he could assumingly beat her up. Yeah, um, but he accidentally saves her life in the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, she's like, she ends up in that weird like bedroom type room. Yeah. And so at this point, Nurse Girl has been, you know, like, killed by rake through the face by yeah. devil by devil man um yeah what's his chunky boy's dead by ghost boy we don't know where bailey went but yeah so now she's in this bedroom situation yeah we're almost done um we are almost done um and she has this like semi patronizing flashback to being under the bed as a child while her father beat her mother mm-hmm. um but then, like, the person there is clearly not her father because 
there's not multiple universes happening at once. It's one of these dudes. Is it the devil guy that takes off his mask? I think yes. It is. It's devil so, man. He's got so, like weird like yeah. electrode face. So yes, yeah, so he takes off his mask. He has a whole lot of body modification going on. There's like he has those like surgically implanted spikes coming out of his face. He is completely tattooed on his face. I don't know if he's wearing like full black contacts or he got his eyes like dyed black via tattoo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's all looking like a human devil situation. Um, and then we like basically come to find out that like, I don't know, this is like a troop or a pack of people who are into significant body modification and like because yeah, ghost boy is fucked up looking too yeah like super duper not well in the face but then like <laughs> clown guy finally takes off his mask and it really looks like maybe he just has face paint on and like maybe a few modifications to his face yeah he's he's less serious looking than ghost boy yeah but so so that yeah and then so then, like, there's never really an answer to who these people are. But then there's, like, the the person wearing the ghost mask is, like... I mean, the, the witch mask is, um, like, a very old person and or they modified their face to look that way. Um, I think it's a woman, but it could also be an old man, like, because they have old person face. Yeah, um, ambiguous old person face yeah it's ambiguous whole person face um so yeah so so she's under this bed she's like trying to solve all these riddles and it's like everything's written backwards so she has to use this compact that she found but like honestly that in itself is basically um like a uh offense to her intelligence because these are very simplistic things that are written on the wall like you should be able to read that backwards without having to look at it backwards yeah it was like open the door or something stupid yeah so so basically she has to crawl under the bed to find a key also the key is just in this like little music box under the bed instead of crawling under there completely just pull the music box out from under the bed but whatever this um, whole movie is just, like, a dramatic representation of, like, being as extra as possible. Yeah, it's basically an infomercial for getting killed. Yeah. Um, but, like, oh, how infomercials... No. Like, yeah, yeah, like, how infomercials always just have dumb white people. Yeah, like, oh, I, I can't put this straw in my cup. I need a contraption to help me do that. Um, literally this whole movie is i need a contraption to help kill me faster basically that's literally what's going on so so she's having this flashback to her father's feet like it's okay little girl like don't worry like grown-ups just have fights sometimes where they physically assault each other um and i'm gonna totally as being fine um and then like she comes to it's clearly not her father it's weird i don't want to say weird but it's um because respect for all of the work that you put into your face, but it's devil human person guy. Devil dick. Yeah. Yeah. So devil dick. So she shoves something into his eye and he's like, 
oh my god, my eye. And then he repeats like over and over again, oh my god, my eye. She's so dramatic about it. Like she's climbing like through this door and there's like a shotgun on a timer kind of thing. Yeah. Shoots her in the shoulder. She doesn't say a fucking word because she's a ghost. But yeah, he's complaining that his fucking eye hurts. And, like, the, the only excuse for it being okay for him to be talking about his eye hurting so much, not because it's probably painful, but maybe he paid a lot for his eye to look like that. That's the oh, only reason. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. fuck, this is $1,000 to make this eye look like this. <laughs> God damn it. Now it's all ruined. Oh, all this <laughs> all this black liquid pouring out of my eye socket. So, like, um, she gets shot, and then, like, she also... Doesn't she also have, like, an ouchy foot because she stepped on a, a oh, spice yeah. strip? So she's, she's yeah. so she's crawling to her advantage. Right. So Devil Dick comes barging in the room, and he's like, oh, my eye, you fucking... And then he, like, punches her in the face. Yeah, and um, she's like... And then she's like, oh, cool, I got this. And then she hears that the shotgun's on the timer. He gets shot in the head. His head guts go everywhere. He's dead. He's yeah. Done. Devil, Dick, he, Devil Dick is done. Devil Dick is done, and she's like, foo, that was easy. Um, but also, like, she has legitimate injuries, but, like, it's okay, because Bailey's like, I got scratched, ow. Um, but then, like, but then, like, she's walking towards yeah. the shotgun, knowing that it could still be loaded, not crawling like she was. Correct. So, she a dumb bitch. I mean, yeah, at least, like, be walking, like, on either side of it, so that, like, if it goes off again, it doesn't actually shoot you. Or, like, be crouched, so yeah. it's not like, yeah. stupid. So she tries to undo it. It can't be undone because it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, and then spooky skeleton thing comes in the room. And she mysteriously finds a pitchfork somewhere. Stabs spooky skeleton thing, right? Oopsie, it's Bailey. But it looks like she just, like, gently pokes her, like, with a fork. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah. And then, like, she doesn't, like, yeah. And so, like, and and, and she had duct tape over her mouth. And so, like... She's like, not like if you got stabbed through the throat and or chest like that, you have multiple puncture wounds and you would be like heaving. You would be pooling blood from the, you know, the points of entry. And, and she, Bailey just kind of like, Ow. that's it. Yeah. She's like, oh, 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 okay, uh. I'm dead now. So then, yeah. so then baseball boys like behind one of the walls of this like weird, uh, uh, shotgun hallway and and so he's like Haley I will save you um, because he oh right he has a nail gun and some like he found the stuff somewhere yeah um, so then he shoots that one guy I forget which one it was but he oh, shoots yeah. him with a nail gun oh, yeah. so yeah so he saved Bailey the first time from devil dick because he yeah. shot the nail gun at him and there was more CGI blood from his arm because again we can't have practical effects in this movie apparently um so then so then at this point he's like banging the wall down little by little but then chainsaw dude comes and he's like i'm gonna fuck you up um and then like again they're very close to the shotgun i don't understand what's going on but so like she basically accidentally creates a sawed off shotgun by being in the by being in a little tiff with this guy um and then basically it goes off again and he gets shot too and he dead. Oopsie um, poopsie. Oopsie poopsie. So then Wall comes down, Haley and Baseball Boy are reunited. 
and like how convenient that the two people who were like mysteriously going to be in a relationship at the beginning Mm. of this movie are now the two that have survived this horrible experience because that's how things always work in horror movies. Mm -hmm. So then like she's gone through the room. So basically what they get outside. um, Yeah. That's basically the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, like, so the clown guy's the only one left with, with like, the least modified face. Um, and then her asshole abusive boyfriend accidentally saves them by keeping his truck running on the side of the road when they run away from the building. So they just hop in. And, and that's it. Room. And they're gone. Yes. So, so that, that's, like, and then they get to the hospital. And, like, of course, they're holding hands. And as they take Baseball Boy off to surgery, um, Haley opens her hand and she's like, oh, it is my mom's ring. It's magical kismet. Um, and then she has this recurring like dream scenario where she goes to her parents' house and her mom opens the door and it's like, it's okay, honey. Your abusive father's not here anymore. And they're hugging. And then like, somehow the clown dude is there or something so she die but then she wakes up because it's a dream while she's in the hospital because obviously she needed treatment too even though they never really talked about it because apparently um girls with injuries don't feel it according to this movie yeah unless unless you're Bailey because then you really feel it yeah um feel it in your soul yeah but so then basically the end of the movie I didn't understand because then clown guy with the least modified face who's basically the only surviving person from this troop of like sadomasochists or whatever they are um drives to Haley's parents house um and you know they made it a point to make it sound like they will find you if you wrong them uh but also there's just the internet so that's not hard but whatever mm-hmm um, also, they stole all their cell phones, so, like, look up your home number and shit, and you'll figure out where somebody lives. Um, also, the other thing about the clown guy, when he was going through all the cell phones, he didn't need to microwave them to to destroy them. He had, like, five hammers right there. Just smash them. I don't understand. Maybe they had to um, do, like, a CGI quota or something. So they needed... Oh, so, the, so they used... They're my grave so they can make sparks. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I didn't understand the end here because so clown guy enters Haley's parents' house. Um, he the sticky stuff that Haley had to go through in the haunted house where she like ripped off her hand skin Ew, is there. Yeah. And so he gets his boots stuck in it and is all like, oh, my God, my boots. Um but then he trips forward after getting out of it and he puts a couple of nails like Haley got through her foot through his hand. And then, and then all this is happening. He looks to the side. There is a plaque on the wall where we have to very quickly surmise through context clues that this was a display plaque for a shotgun. And then out of nowhere comes Haley and she says what the devil dick guy said to her, which is, um, let, Ow, let, my eye. <laughs> well, no, not that. 
like let me take your mask off or whatever like let's take your mask off and then she shoots him in the face um but there's a lot of questions here so so number one she hasn't seen her parents in many years um so why is she there number two where are her parents is this even her parents house anymore number three how did she know that that's where he would go Number three. Number four, she had to put all this shit together. How was she to have a guarantee this was going to work? Very quickly. Uh, where did she get the supplies? I have so many yeah. questions. Yeah, like, where and did she the only thing, The only thing I can do is offer you a pumpkin rating. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but let's just do that. So, yeah, we can move on. So, um, that is Haunt. Um, you know, I'm going to stick with what I said. Like, it's it's good. It's not great. But that in itself is um, a, a good rating for a horror movie. You know, like, yeah. it's, wa- it's watchable. It's like, a th- um, for me, it's like a three and a half. Yeah, like, like, it fulfills the quota. Like, if you're hungry for some tacos, this is like going to Taco Bell. Yeah, read my you mind. Know? This is like a Taco Bell when you want Chipotle. Oof, that's the worst, though. But yeah, like Taco Bell is going to satisfy. It's just not Chipotle. So I would agree with you. I would also give it a 3.5. So that gives us a score of 7 out of 10. Not terrible. Not terrible. I'm pretty sure that's definitely higher than what IMDb and other places gave it, though. So let's just... For for a movie that I wouldn't have normally picked on my own because these types of films aren't my thing, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, let's just give a quick Google here to Haunt 2019. Haunt yeah, 2019. because there are several of them. Of course, because Haunt is like, you know, a name of multiple things. Oh my goodness, what is, what happened was here. All I want to do is look at, the, okay, so, oh, all right. So IMDb gave it a 6.3 out of 10. Oh, it's actually right. a lot on. better. A lot better than I thought it would be. So yeah, we're pretty much spot on. Um, hmm. I mean, what else is there to say? Nothing. That's it. That is really it. Um, I am super excited. We finally did our first listener voted episode. Um, yeah. It definitely was fun because I don't think I would have watched this of my own accord this specific Halloween season either um, because I usually like to watch things I haven't seen yet but that are older. Me too. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it was a nice exercise in something different. And do we want to close this thing out real quick? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Keep on creeping on pumpkins and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.